Podlita. Working models who are working. Captions crunch. Podlita. Conspiracy theory. Top model math. Podlita. That's not very elegant. So nice to wear. I guess. Everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Pod Leadum. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards, or how should I say Tyra Vault backwards? To Luav Art. Ah, perfect. Good. Mm. Thank you for doing the Lord's work with that, Alexander. <laughs> My name is J.W. Crump, and with me is... I'm Alexander Price. And me, Hannah Jane Ginsburg. <laughs> the whole crew, the same you know, three as always. <laughs> could you imagine listening to this, only this episode, and being like, I wonder who's going to host? Mm. <laughs> uh, you think it's going to be the a Ridge Three? <laughs> and another original thing you can do is donate to us. Yeah, you can head to anchor.fm slash podleadum and send us some coin, just like Jeremy. Jeremy is our new anchor.fm podleadum, leadum pod sponsor. Very nice. You can donate as little as 99 cents a month to as much as 9.99, which every time, y'all. Thank you for all those folks, but thank you to all of you, period. Of course. And that's anchor.fm slash podleadum, or click it right in the show notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So this is our mailbag episode. Mm-hmm. We'll be starting cycle 14 next week. Hope you enjoy this. And this is always a fun one for me because it just feels like uh, me, Hannah, and Alexander, we get to, we get to strip down the artifice. <laughs> just really... <laughs> No quotes, no Ugh. characters. Oh, who needs no it? research. <laughs> yeah. Zero things for Alexander to have to do before recording. Oh, seriously, are these your own Hawaiian vacation, Alexander? These are my <laughs> show cat vacation episodes. Uh, that explains why you're wearing so many bangles. <laughs> jingle, jangle. <laughs> you're you talking way too loud. <laughs> True. <laughs> jingle, jangle. There we go. <laughs> You know what's funny? Fun, fun bangle story. Because we're, <laughs> we're, you know, we're real. Break the, the world, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hear enough bangle stories. So growing up, my mother, and to this day still, wears a lot of bangles. Really? So I would always know if she was in the audience of a show because she would be like, you know, like just doing and you could hear the bangles. Mm-hmm. But that meant as a child, if I got lost in a store, if I heard bangles, Bangles equaled mom. So I did that thing that kids Smart. do where they just grab on and then look up and they're like, ah, not ah. mom. A lot. If you wore a bangle, you got a hand grab from four-year-old Alexander. Just constantly in an episode of the Twilight Zone. Yes. Oh, God. Ah, not mom. That's like, my mom was never a jewelry person. She was, she loves she loves an earring. That's mm. her thing. She loves an earring, but she was always someone who actually did like cover. I don't know if it's cover girl, but like natural makeup. So she'd always wear makeup, but it would always be just covering the blemishes makeup. Foundation cover up. Like if my mom wore like, like a lip, I'd be like, oh my God, who's going out? I am. <laughs> my mom yeah. wears literally no makeup ever. Real, even she growing also, up. Nothing. Hmm. My my mom's a hippie. <laughs> We've she got the also, full spectrum, y'all. We do. Also Drag queen. Looks... <laughs> wait, wait. Hannah's mom, <laughs> it likes it sheer. I like a little more. And, and my mom, mom loves full coverage. Full coverage. <laughs> <laughs> my mom also has not aged since she was a teenager. She well, is 
proof of eternal youth. It's because she's petite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, let's get into the first. So I tried to put these in an order, but as always, they are a variety of topics. And we took stuff from Twitter, from email. Again, that's podleadum at gmail.com. Got some DMs when I put out a question for this. Um, Some are discussion topics. Some are just like, did you know? You know, so we'll figure it all out, right? So first one is from Marky. Mm, subject line this one email subject line give me that smize cream and cycle 13 (laughs) message hey y'all let me begin by saying i absolutely love the podcast i love the unique perspectives you all give in your recaps most of all i admire you all for the hard work you put into the podcast it truly is a spot of sunshine in my life i wanted to write it to tell in i wanted to write in to tell you how much i loved the most recent Smize Cream bonus episode. Where in the world is DJ Splits? (laughs) (laughs) DJ Splits Truther podcast is what we are. The discussion on the whereabouts of DJ Splits, by the way, as of time of recording, still hasn't done a new post. July 31st. Where is DJ Splits, Tyra? Had me cackling on my drive home from work today. Thank God I wasn't still in the office. (laughs) I can't help but think of that Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus. Maybe Tyra and company (laughs) did the same thing with DJ Splits. (laughs) Joking aside, I'm I'm so excited to start Cycle 13. I watch cycles 10 through 14 in real time. This took place between the ages of 16 to 18 for me. Cycle 13 resonated with me the most for several reasons. First, I'm a very average five foot three tall, (laughs) Um, a Sunday of a thing. (laughs) Second, I was around the same age generation as the contestants. Thirdly, cycle 13 just has a completely different feel than the other cycles, which I, you know, agree. I think Mm -hmm. we all agree with. Absolutely. I noticed that when I watched it the first time that this cycle was on a budget, capital B budget. I don't know if that was a typo, (laughs) but I love the capital B. It's like the network said, Oh, you want to use small girls this season? Here's a small budget to match. (laughs) For sure. This house was decorated with scary mannequins from Old Navy, draped with fabric purchased at Joanne Fabrics. Someone had a coupon and jars of candy. What is with A&TM and jars of candy? (laughs) Also, they had the girls dressed in little burlap rope for the makeover shots. Like, did they have a PA run to Home Depot and buy 20 by 20 100 foot segments? Or did they sell rope at Joanne's? I don't know. Finally, the quote overseas location. Uh, I put overseas in quotes because usually that word implies you're traveling to a foreign country. Not this time. No. Granted, Hawaii was a gorgeous location. Stellar photo shoots with the scathing exception of a specific photo shoot. Which one? And and a somewhat campy but fun runway. And I just like to start out with that because what a great summation, truly, of cycle 13 from Marky. It's very well done. Thank you for all your kind words. I hope we met all of your expectations of the season because i feel like we're like i was going check check mm-hmm. check did it yes yes yep. i feel exactly. very validated <laughs> i also love a joanne fabrics reference i used to love going to joanne's fabric because oh, i can yeah. sew so i would just get Alexander, some cheap fabric you just called it joanne's fabric instead of joanne fabrics and yes. i think yours is better <laughs> yep Thank you. honestly she has one fabric a day you yes. buy it or you don't <laughs> Oh, you didn't want velour? Joanne says, sorry about it. <laughs> it brings me back so many memories of like looking for Halloween costume butterick patterns mm, in a way sure. that I love. Mm-hmm. The next one is from Anne Louise. Subject nutrition facts. Oh. Message Ooh. conspiracy theory. Do, 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 do. And they wrote it out, which I appreciate. Part of the reason Smize Cream may be so difficult to get 
is so that the company does not yet have to provide nutritional labels and links to the FDA guides for small business nutrition labeling exemption guidance. Mm. Are they stalling until they have the recipe solidified or until they are ready for their customers to be horrified by the calorie count? (laughs) You can taste it. I would say yes and yes. (laughs) Uh Stay good, stay round, and Louise. (laughs) Mm, Love it. And that was a pretty old email, but it's still relevant, which I think is hilarious. Because at the time of this recording, they just announced their Halloween flavor. And literally every time they announce a new flavor now, the three of us are just like, I cannot believe they now have enough new flavors that we just have to do another episode. I can't believe how cursed we are that this is going to just become a Smize Cream podcast eventually. On my tombstone, she ate Smize Cream. All of it. (laughs) But never brownies. I love you. But if you dig up that, you got to dig, baby, dig that grave for <laughs> Hannah Jenkins. Hannah, when you die, I promise I will exhume you and always just say, dig, baby, dig. <laughs> Every Halloween. <laughs> two little, two little smile surprises over your eyes. <laughs> one sweet. My one tombstone heat. is actually in the shape of a smile surprise. Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. I love. The next one is from Sage. Um, And this is, I think, our last Smize Cream one. I want to get them all up front here. Hi, Hannah, JW, and Alexander. Interesting order to put our names. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just I'm always last, and it's just interesting to me. I have been listening to Pod Lead of Nonstop for the past three months. Thank you for bringing so much joy and laughter into my days. After listening, oh, I, I remember the scene. I love this one. After listening to your <laughs> recent Smize Cream episode, I had to send over my flavor idea. Yes. Rosemary's Bay Breeze, a <gasps> pineapple and cranberry flavored ice cream with a white chocolate lime Smize surprise. Alternately, Rosemary's Berry, <laughs> a strawberry and rosemary ice cream with balsamic Smize surprise. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you for keeping me company on my drives to and from work and for being the best roundest ANTM podcast out there. Love, Sage. Thank you so much. A great flavor name. Love it. Yeah. And we could call the full thing, I said Rosemary's, rosemary's <laughs> When you order it, you have to be like, I specifically requested Rosemary's, rosemary's Babies. <laughs> and they actually have a Cassandra version that you throw <laughs> <Right>. away. <laughs> each each smile surprise is named Mia Farrow. <laughs> It's just a clump of hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, JW, before we go on to our next question, sure, we have a PO box that you can send us gifts. And I just wanted to call out uh, two recent uh, fan mail. Oh, we got the mail. mail. We got the mail. mail. So we got something from Laura, which JW has described as a piece of art. It is a working models who are working picture that is fully poster poster handmade gorgeous thank you so much laura this may get framed and put into my pod leadum office yeah if if alexander does not frame it i will steal it the next time i'm there and frame it myself for him (laughs) and will sent us a wet slicks fruit spritzer in the flavor cool cocoa mint splash well i wish i could show you the group text that we had (laughs) When this arrived in the P.O. box. It smells so overwhelmingly of chocolate. <laughs> it, it's splash, baby. <laughs> it tingles with mint. You and tried it, right, Alexander? Oh, yeah. 
Maybe I'll take another picture and share it. I'll, I'm going to take a picture of both these things. They're going to sh- get shared to our socials. Great. But this wet slicks fruit spritzer is far from virtually sticky free. <laughs> on, on a scale from one to a hundred percent, how much is sticky? Three thousand <laughs> percent. I put it on my face, my lips. I was that was your problem, Alexander. <laughs> I went to my husband and I blew at him, and he was like, oh. he could like <laughs> smell the cocoa mint. And then I gave him, I was like, oh, you should try it. It tingles. And so I kissed him. I kissed off the entire uh, the entire lip gloss onto his mouth. So I guess it's virtually sticky free if you mean it doesn't stick to your lips. Yes. Sure. So <laughs> make the copy work. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Laura, Will, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I love so much that not only not only did you send us a wet slicks, but it was one of the weird ones. <laughs> I mean, so happy. Was I was I hoping for fig splash? Of course, because yeah, there's no way that exists. That's the way that exists. Cool, Coco Mint, the one we couldn't even find. I think originally. I don't. Oh remember. yeah. Oh the yeah. Baker's we Baker's dozen. We- <laughs> Yay! So yeah. you can send us anything to our PO box. Not anything. Wait, <laughs> anything. never mind. No, Only <laughs> send things that you can through the mail, please. Yeah. And our PO box address is on our website, podlito.com. Oh my god, guys! You know how you can send potatoes and coconuts in the mail? Sure, you can. Yeah. You can. Okay. You can. okay. I just want someone to do that. It's good. It's round. <laughs> Oh, see, what I want someone to send is just lemons and limes. So many lemons and limes. I'm still, I'm holding out for bobbleheads. Bobbleheads of us. That's when we will die. Bobbleheads of top model contestants. We will ascend to heaven if we get bobbleheads. (sighs) Oh, yeah. The podcast would end because none of us would be of this world anymore. (laughs) Too happy. All right. Back to the emails. This one's from Rachel. Subject line, possible discussion topic new order of our names hello jw hannah and alexander do you first yeah back 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 back, 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 back again again. (laughs) and i'm a huge fan of the podcast and you three like many others i discovered the podcast during quarantine and have been hooked ever since i've listened to every cycle sometimes more than once i've listened to cycle six three times yikes (laughs) and will continue to do so as the cycles continue you guys have made working from home so much sweeter so thank you oh i have a possible discussion topic for a future mailbag episode that's right now if you guys end up doing another we did (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of random and silly but i thought y'all's answers could be really fun if each of you were to have a night out on the town dinner drinks club which three former ANTM contestants, would you want to join you? And then mm. after we say it, I'll say who Rachel said theirs was. Mm. So yeah. this is just night out, not modeling ability, just uh-huh, who, uh-huh. who's a, who's a, you guys hate dinners, who can make them great? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I hate clubs who can make them great. Dinner. Yeah, I, I love dinner. Like, I think you dinner is iconic, my due. <laughs> iconically hate dinners. <laughs> Prizes. Dinner, we are all due dinner. It is not a prize. Yeah. We all deserve dinner. Dinner is a right, not a <laughs> If you're prize. ever a politician, Hannah, that's it. You're like, we all deserve dinner. It's a right, not a privilege. I'd be okay with that platform. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who, I'm the organizer a lot of times of my group outings. So I personally wouldn't want someone too unreliable. So I don't mm. know if I could go with the Britneys of the world. Britney. <laughs> but I also don't know if I want to go full JW's gaggle of 
apologize for Normies? basic my <laughs> normcore girls. Yeah, how horny do you want my answer to be? I want a full horny Hannah answer. <laughs> yeah, full for horny. sure. So full clearly, Joni. Yeah. Cycle three, Nicole. Sure. Okay. Who's my third? Sounds like you're the third in that. I know, right? <laughs> Who needs one more? Are we only talking about cycles we've already discussed? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. if you have an amazing one, it's not like it's spoilery to say a name of a person. <laughs> uh, while you're thinking, mm-hmm. I think London could actually be really fun. Mm-hmm. I think she would make it fun. And I know that's going against what I just said about my apologize for people, but I love London. We all love London. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Mm, I actually don't know if I would want to hang out with Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she'd be fun in this situation. I think someone should take Kathy out for a night on the town because she'd be so fun. That's true. Great. Maybe I make a southern night. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe I let's yeah. Let me we're gonna go mm, we're gonna go get some barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going with Kathy. I'm going with Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I will um add Laura to that and we will just we will just y'all it up. Mm-hmm. Great. I think that's yeah. a fun group. Actually, Jocelyn was very fun. Jocelyn should have been my top pick. What a fun person. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, all the judges enjoyed <laughs> Miss right? J was like, everybody else leaves so I could have a date with Jocelyn. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm going to go with full gay icons for mine. Great. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't love. mean the contestants are gay. Sure. Number one, obviously, Sheena. Sure. Ugh. Number two, Takara Jones. Yes. Mm. Great. Number three, Ooh, still thinking. So you've got Sheen and Takara. Yeah. I want a, I want just a loud, fun group. Natasha? <gasps> no. Brings the chaos. <laughs> Yummy. Ooh. Dion? Would Dion be fun? Yes. Dion can let her no hair knowledge sister watch her baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. And so she... Uh... Sam, take Samantha Potter. <laughs> No. Sorry, you should take Dion. Yeah, I just Dion. Was, the she, image was so funny in my head. <laughs> Dion, Sheena, Takara, Alexander. We're That's gonna, fun. we're gonna have a fun night. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Like I don't even. Oh, you know what? I feel like. <laughs> do I? Yeah, I'm gonna go cycle to Sarah. Oh yeah. To complete my list of women I'm staying in with. Mm. dinner at home drinks Mm. at home the club Mm. is your bedroom (laughs) (laughs) let's move this to the club (laughs) and rachel basically is alexander (laughs) she said her three would be sheena takara and kenya oh he has a great choice yeah Yeah. absolutely it's a fun Mm. group that isn't getting fully sloshed yeah she was like i think we'd have so much fun and i'm sure they would spill a little um america's next time model t too looking so forward to your answers thanks so much rachel from seattle and i love that rachel gave her own tyron (laughs) (laughs) seattle all right next one is from wade um hey guys first up love the podcast listen to the latest episode and you mentioned you didn't have much of an update on Rachel. This is cycle 13 eliminated wow. outside mm-hmm. of panel, Rachel. A lot of people send us stuff about Rachel. I like the way Wade worded this. It's only minor, but she was in the 2014, 2015 music video for a song Firestone by uh, Kygo and Conrad Sewell. Pretty much just her and a guy bumping into each other. Keep up the good work. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, oh, he, I know what Wade means, but I like the idea that it's a little just them being like, oh, Ow! Oh no! This bouncy <laughs> castle's terrible. <laughs> from every angle. <laughs> the next email is from Sarah. Um, who knows which? Which, oh, which cycle? <laughs> Thank you, Sarah's. Um, subject: rattlesnake sound. 
Hi, love your podcast and like so many of your listeners, it helps me get through the workday. I recently heard you refer to the, quote, rattlesnake noise that used to punctuate so many seemingly random ANTM moments. We call that sassy castanets in my house. <laughs> and I thought you'd like to know. Thank you so much for the last. And I would even say you could say sastanets. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I like it when people have their own words for things like that. That's so fun. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sarah. Um, this one's from Aaron. Subject random notes. I just discovered the podcast and it is hilarious. It's a bit weird listening when we now have so much background info from recent interviews. Just wanted to say that I think it was definitely two different male models and the 1-800-Flower shoots. Thank <laughs> I just you. Want, Thank I just want you. everyone to know that once a fucking week, <laughs> I have to read an email where someone says that. <laughs> Alexander, two model truthers, unite. Love <laughs> uh, that y'all and- have a theme song now. <laughs> Aaron also mentioned that Danielle wore the same shoes in her Snow White and Marionette shoes. shoes. So, yeah. Thanks for all the fun. I also want to say, too, because I wanted to open up this email from Aaron. And thank you so much for sending it, Aaron, um, and being part of the Lead and Pod Alexander Truther Alliance. (laughs) That um, it is, it can be odd when we have these interviews where contestants are so willing to tell their sides of stories and backstage stuff. And people have asked us in a lot of emails, do we watch from anyone, the Mr. Mm-hmm. J ones, the Oliver Twixt ones, r- random other ones that they might privately do? We don't. And I'll let Hannah and Alexander explain maybe why they don't. But I'll start by saying, I don't do that because I think it would be detrimental to what this podcast is, which is comedy forward. Mm. Because when you know too much of that other stuff, you can't just watch the show as the show and joke about what the show presents. And I think it would be hard if, you you know, there's a version of the podcast where it's less comedy focused and it's just recap with sprinkling ends of these truths. And that's just not what we do. Yeah, I would, from the back end of the, like, podcast production of this show, I very specifically at the very beginning put our podcast in the comedy category, not the TV recap category, because that's the whole thing you have to decide whether you sure. want it, it. It means which uh, like lists you get on, you know, like the rankings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe was that theoretically detrimental to us at the beginning? Perhaps because, you know, if you're looking for TV, you might look in that. You might not just type it in. But I really do think that our podcast is comedy forward. And yes, we're recapping a show, but... And we're talking about sensitive issues here and there for sure. Yeah, but kind of like how Mr. J's book kind of really made me sour on Mr. J. And maybe it was just coincidental that that was about the time that he got started to get real spicy and yeah and horrible on set yeah it's and as much as i try to not make that color my viewing of mr j it does it's been hard yeah you're we're people it's impossible not to have those lines bleed yeah i also don't have a ton of interest in watching very long youtube videos in general there's very few things i watch on my computer for a long time (laughs) <laughs> other than literally i'm gonna nerd out other than critical role i don't watch long form stuff on uh, sure on, absolutely online mm-hmm. and so yeah it's I just, just not for you it's, it's not, not for me, me and yeah. it's just i like coming to this podcast real fresh i also 
I like, I feel like our job most of all is to engage with the product of the show and the way the show presents itself and the way it presents its contestants and taking a critical eye to that, making jokes about it. That's really what it's about for me. So going too much outside the world of the show and the show is an artifact in and of itself. It's not what I feel like we're really here to do. And I also feel like there are people who are better at that than we are. There are so many options for that. So I feel like you're coming to us for, you know, our relationship with each other, our relationship to the show and the jokes that we can make about it. Mm -hmm. And then if you want more, you have people have done the work. Mm -hmm. If you're the kind of person who's like, I love just listening to a two hour long interview while I'm cleaning the house. I feel you. And you can. And oftentimes people do spill. People are ready to splish splash that tea. (laughs) I also think because we are are the kind of how we started this podcast was we want to watch a very old show in reality TV's existence. Uh, Ancient in reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And look at it now. It was a show that we watched as young, you know, people. And now what is the show? And I think a lot of those interviews, it's like, well, yeah, that's them now also Mm -hmm. looking back at their experience. And so it's like, it's a fair point. Do we need both of those for our show? I don't think so. And to be clear, to be clear, Aaron, I'm using your email as a jumping off point. Yeah. I know that you did not imply any of this. It was just a discussion (laughs) topic because a lot of people do ask us if we watch those or or they say, why don't you watch them yeah. mm-hmm. before? And I just kind of wanted to like use this opportunity to explain why we don't. And like, I totally get that if you're like, I wish you did, that's not going to change, unfortunately, like for the reasons we just explained. And there are luckily other top model podcasts that if you're like, but I want full tea, less laughs, mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. You know, we're like, a half and half of tea and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> With a laugh forward. Yeah. Ha ha. But thank you, Aaron. And again, you're um, Alexander's favorite because you lied about there being two male models. <laughs> uh, the next one's from Ryan. Subject Cycle 13 Aaron. Get ready. Oh. <laughs> I just watched the next episode in preparation for Wednesday. And OMG, I can't wait for y'all to roast Aaron for wanting a dinner as a challenge prize (laughs) instead of the helicopter trip. And I love that this is now canon for the two of us so much. It's all so great. And then... If you believe we all deserve dinners. (laughs) Dinner is a right. It is not a prize. I'm excited for what I think is mailbag number three. I think this is the third one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. three or four. Great, great. I'm struggling with the top model math, and I just was too, right? I get that. Brittany would be so disappointed. Now, on to my question. Since y'all referenced the challenge consistently, by the way, love that show. Yes. Who from top model would you like to see on the challenge (laughs) at the time of their cycle? So, like, you know, them in the show. Mm -hmm. We are going to pretend that MTV would have allowed crossover from other networks before Vendettas. Um. Personally, I would have loved a rival pair of Jade and Joni. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm ready for the more forgotten pre-All-Star cycles of 14 and 15, purely because I barely know anything about them. So here's an interesting thing. So if you don't know the challenge, one of the things they do is they theme their teams a lot. So there's like Battle of the Exes, Season versus Season, you know, Vendettas, people who are like rivals and also people who like our best friends sometimes like it can be a lot of different things i think that if we're talking about people who were kind of down 
for anything and kind of athletic. I would say McKee would probably have oh, been a great person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't have given but, a personality edit, but she would have given strong rookie energy. Send me into the elimination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who are some of our more like, kind of? I don't know, maybe sports kind of focused people? You mean Courtney? So- Courtney, who would break her leg to win gymnastics? Honestly, they break they break bones on that show all the time. Wouldn't be surprised. Jade? Okay, to that question, Jade gives full old school challenge real well, world road rules challenge yeah here's the thing Marie. i have not been i yes. have not been a regular watcher of the challenge since those days and i gotta start doing it again but i really love the so challenge good. but i still like recognized it when i was also watching sure the real world and road rules but i think it's right there in your subject line erin on oh. the challenge you're correct you're she correct. knows how races work she knows how races work. <laughs> and races is the end of the show every season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's not afraid to get violent. No, you would run a final with Aaron. Both in competitions and in the house. And would be good TV. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Overall, love the podcast. I've been avid listeners since Cycle 6. Have a great day and don't eat the floor candy from (laughs) Ryan. Great advice all. Yes. Um, Next one is from Natalie. Subject, mailbag, potential discussion topic, and a story about a girl who can't read. Listen. Get ready, (laughs) y'all. Hey, y'all. I just finished listening to your most recent episode, Cycle 13, Episode 9, and wanted to share a possibly funny story about why you should let people finish explaining things before you Google. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting in my economics class, yay math, waiting for the class to start and listening to the end of the podcast episode. You were talking about where Brittany is now, and now she does photography, so I decided to look up her website to see the shot she did. However... Just as I clicked on one of the albums, y'all mentioned that some of the photos could be not safe for work. Unfortunately, my laptop screen was already full of boob by the time I heard that. And so I had to spend the rest of class praying that the people sitting behind me were looking at anything but directly in front of them. Very cool photos, though. Yeah. You also mentioned that you were looking at potential mailbag topics. And may I propose to you, ANTM, Cycle 25, All Stars 2, JW Favorites. <laughs> Essentially, what a milk I wanted... toast season. Yeah, right. They're all just so nice to each other. <laughs> Essentially, I wanted to know who y'all think would win a cycle composed entirely of the random girls JW chose to say it throughout each season. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I could think of Shannon, Camille, Crazy Eyes, Christina, Class President Brooke, Stacey Ann, Mathematician Brittany, but there may be, in fact, more. Oh, there are, because we there also are. had a tweet from Bryce recently. <laughs> yes. And Bryce said... Um, he call, uh, he calls them uh, contestants I apologize for, which is not inaccurate. He no. mentioned Shannon, Camille, Cycle yeah. 3, Christy, Cycle 4, Christina, Cycle 5, Kyle, Cycle 6, Sarah, Too Tall, Too Mall, Cycle 7, Brooke. He, Bryce didn't list anything for Cycle 8, Cycle 9, Janet, Cycle 10, Double e Amy, London, and then for Cycle 13, Laura, Jen, but I think iconically Brittany mm-hmm. is oh, my yeah. Cycle 13 girl. And I to me, I say... That this is, um, this is Stacy Ann Erasure. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, um, luckily, uh, our our emailer said that. Yeah, Natalie said that. So we got that in there. And also, I'm going to say this, and I didn't realize this. Cycle ten was probably my first double because I was like, oh, it's Stacy Ann and Double E, Amy. Mm. Yeah, I had two. I think Kyle's shoulder bird has a real shot at winning this season. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. I also, I, I was like, who was mine for Cycle 8? And I, looking back, I think it was probably Cassandra. I really, 
Oh yeah. Apologized. Mm-hmm. If we're going for apologize, I was like, she's great. She's amazing. She doesn't she need you, JW though. She's the most successful one. No, no, no. Cycle eight, Cassandra. The the had her own sonin. Oh. Yeah. Big, big oh. hair. Other Cassandra. Yeah. Right. I think I would want to see Camille come back and demand her due from this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I could see Sarah not coming back. <laughs> I could see <laughs> Too busy. Too tall, too mall, too busy. Christy's probably first out. You mean, quote unquote, Christy? Yeah. Laura or Lauren or whatever she is. It's kind of funny how a couple of these are all-stars people. Like, early on, I was predicting all-stars. Yeah. Shannon Mm -hmm. and Camille. And then I went way off the rails after that. (laughs) It's really funny. Oh, and Bryce also in the tweet said, predicting it now, JW is going to be apologizing for Jessica in cycle 14. And I can't imagine that's not true. Uh, that's all I've heard JW talk about. He's like, can't wait for Jessica, 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 Jessica. Well, because I don't, I truly don't remember that much about her, except that she has one of my favorite moments in top model history. So excited to see what that is. Yeah. Um, so here's some other tweets that we've gotten from people. This is from Mary Buttons, queen of Sweden. (laughs) Ooh, Swedish royalties. I think my favorite part of pod lead is when they make each other laugh. Best A&TM pod ever. It's our favorite, too. <laughs> I have cried laughing more this podcast than any of the many comedic things I have done. Aww. And it is such a really It's true, though. It's such like a release. It's so fun to talk about. And sincerely, I have yet to even slightly get bored doing it, which something that you've done for many years. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are also two of my favorite people to make laugh. Like when I really get one. I feel I ride that high for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it has been very nice proving to JW that I am funny. <laughs> Hannah knew <laughs> we had worked together previously on on the island of previously. Yeah, on the island of previously. <laughs> I can't swim, so I was never able to make it. But I consider JW like one of my funniest friends. So to make my funniest friend and then my most talented friend laugh it has been a joy for the past three years. And but for Santa. <laughs> that was an Alexander style joke for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I also love that we've turned into each other. Like we have like shared personalities especially via zoom i truly think one day we're gonna turn into one good round blob (laughs) yeah (laughs) the roundest and goodest of all (laughs) i do wonder if sometimes when because you both have his means and i wonder if when all three of us are together in a social setting which has happened a couple of times more recently now i wonder if we're just so fucking obnoxious (laughs) like truly (laughs) we just become pod lead like our own little lead pod of three people Another tweet we got is from Bess, who I believe is a first-time tweeter. Uh, Long-time po- listener. Just discovered this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> just discovered this <laughs> podcast. And I'm having a blast re-watching and listening. Cycle to Katie and her wiggling legs have taken up too much space in my brain. Oh, wiggly legs, Katie. <laughs> I will say, this is clearly a new listener because I feel like a classic lead pod listener would have said, I am lash blast (laughs) (laughs) but that's amazing want a cycle 25 of all the people alexander hated the most i mean who would win that cycle who would we have katie (laughs) lisa lisa 
<laughs> oh my god, that's the spectrum too. That, that would be the only <laughs> the only cycle Lisa could potentially win because she's probably the least hated of the hated people because she was around for so. I don't know for time. amount of screen time, she really got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have our three cycles jw's uh uh, uh yeah. basic models alexander's mm-hmm. most hated and hannah's horny cycle <laughs> hannah's horny hose alexander's <laughs> most hated jw's basic basic race <laughs> oh, don't call it that <laughs> <laughs> oh, right the next one's from allison just had to pause the most recent pod lead him to come here and say i literally screamed when alexander said what have they been through tyra in response to think about each of the people what they've been through <laughs> screamed screamed i screamed that episode you scream we all screamed for Egypt. <laughs> oh my god the next one comes is another tweet from crispy doodle although right now they've done that thing where you change it to like a spooky name so it's crispy mm-hmm. spookles which I like. And this is three tweets in a row. Uh, finally, on the last episode of Cycle 7 of Podleadum. This was my fave season, but my second fave is coming up. Cycle 8 is wild. Oh my gosh. This And this is like their real time live tweeting of our <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh. This episode dated. They made a Quibi reference and mentioned season two of Chrissy's Court. <laughs> Laughing my ass off. I love it. 2020 was so crazy. We're all going to forget everything. And then the next tweet. I keep getting anxious when I get notifications today. So I just want everyone to know I was making a joke. I love Podleadum and I wasn't ducking <laughs> on anyone. Let me be clear. Quibi and Chrissy's Court was a time in history yes. uh-huh. that did it's so funny it i don't remember the, the reference of a quibby yep mm-hmm. it is so funny how even though that it does date that particular episode that you're listening to in such a weirdly specific like month mm-hmm. of time it is so funny and no, none of us took that as oh my, dunking no. on us at all that it, it was it is so dated. funny i was like oh my god we were talking about quibby <laughs> can you imagine Quibi was really big for a week well, it was also during quarantine. Yeah. So it was like, Quibi was like, is Quibi going to save pandemic? <laughs> Does Quibi have the vaccine? <laughs> Maybe if we had all invested in Quibi, it would have been a different timeline. Wouldn't need these boosters. <laughs> and the last tweet is from God's other child. Um, Hannah, I watched Manhunt. As it aired, and if memory serves, you are in for an experience. Can't wait to hear your takes if you can find the whole season. I'm very and- excited. I know that there are at least two episodes on YouTube, so oh. I will be reporting back. Guys, I watched the first five minutes of this show, so two minutes less than Hannah watched. <laughs> I had there to are- get to the end of all the intros. <laughs> there are so many contestants on this so show, many. and they. This is a preview for our definitely bonus episode for this show. They had all of them getting they out of... Like, I did not commit to <laughs> I did <laughs> not commit to a hunt for men. <laughs> they had all of them do the same setup of getting out of pool, adjusting board shorts. Like, that was their intro. <sighs> That's how you model. It's a man. <laughs> the next, um, popping back over to email land. This is from William Subject Brooke. <laughs> JW. That was the whole first sentence. <laughs> just figured you needed to know what just happened link to Brooke interview and then this Brooke interview that y'all read it email Twitter was like there is Brooke content anew JW must be informed 
I had texts from personal friends that I have not spoken to in months. So it's like, JW, I heard there's a brick interview coming out. Are you wow. okay? Do you need to be held? So that broke the social taboo of, uh-oh, I've forgotten to text this person. Oh, yeah. It superseded. Also, if you watch that interview, and this is one I have watched most of, at the end, Eugenia just does a surprise guest spot. And I was like, Eugenia, too? And Eugenia just spends her time talking about how much she liked watching Brooke on the show. And I'm like, well, this is a dream for Podletum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. The next one is from Queen. 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 <laughs> um, and if you don't get that, Quinn, you should watch Daria because your name gets said a lot. <laughs> Lots. Discussion topic. So there's two and I love these both. Okay. First one. What is your least favorite cycle, but with your favorite contestants? And I'll say yeah. Quinn's answer after we think about it. Because I had a little time to think about it. So I'll babble mine out while you get a chance to think. So I think if we're talking least favorite cycle, but with favorite contestants, I'm going to, and I know this could be unpopular, I'm going to go cycle 10 because I do think cycle 10, the early, the like pre-international had a lot of cool folks Mm. who could have been great and still had people I like, like Anya, Doubly Amy, Stacey Ann, Kat, et cetera. There were good people there. But there was just so many problems with the cycle and how it was presented and how the winner felt forced upon us that soured. I think all of you could tell if you listen that cycle 10 was the roughest to get, I think, for us. Yeah. But there were some really cool folks in it that I kind of wish got to do other things, like on other cycles. Yeah, that was definitely going to be my answer, just because it was also the roughest one we've done so far. Easily. Are we only, once again, talking about cycles that we've already done? You can, Hannah, don't limit yourself. (laughs) Because Niall DeMarco is one of my favorite all-time ANTM contestants, and I'm not special. That's, like, for the world. (laughs) And that is a rough cycle. But he makes it worthwhile. Sure. Absolutely. I would argue that cycle 24, because I, we, JW and I watched that in real time. Mm. Uh, I did, too. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't watch it with us. Yes, I did. You did? Yes. yes she absolutely did, Alexander. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> My brain is. Fried. I believe that's how this idea was born. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely was. Revisionist history. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah hated Cycle 24. <laughs> no, but I think there are a lot of problems with Cycle 24, mm-hmm. but I think there were some really good models. Uh, I'm even going to say that, like. I love Christiana. Yes. Obviously. But Liberty was also not a bad model that was treated badly. I know. I can't wait to have to apologize for. That's who your apology person is. Oh, oh, (laughs) man. And I know people are going to come for me because of that. But she was a good model on the show. But it also had some, like, stinkery things of, like, remember when they tried to gaslight Erin and told her to go home? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so. just have a crying moment. I didn't like that yeah. at all. So I would also, without trying to give too many spoilers, say that cycle 15 is rough as a cycle because there are so many good contestants. Sure. Interesting. And how the way the wealth is spread in that cycle mm-hmm. can make it frustrating when there are so many good contestants. Yeah, who could have dominated other cycles. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, Quinn's was Cycle 9. Painful to watch, but I adored Sarah, Jenna, and Janet. Would have mm-hmm. watched a show of just those three, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then, other thing, and this is fun, because I think we all 
uh, can talk about this. I know JW has watched the gamut of VH1 classic reality dating shows. Um, Strange Love, Beget Flavor of Love, Beget I Love New York, Rock of Love, Daisy of Love, and finally, I Love Money. What are your other favorite reality shows? Competition shows, bizarre concept reality shows, and uh, one of Quinn's other favorites is Wife Swap, which is now on Hulu, apparently. So I know we all have. Maybe we just name like one or something, but like another one that like is a bizarre reality TV show or concept. And I have mine. I don't know if either of you watched this. Uh Did either of you watch Murder in Small Town X? No. No. Okay. So Murder in Small Town X was this weird genre bending show where it was a one person eliminated per episode reality show where they were trying to solve a murder mystery that they had created and it literally took place all over this one town but it also was like edited in such a way that if you just jumped into it you might be like wait is this a drama Hmm. like because they really wanted to bend the reality the what is reality tv and what is just a scripted drama format Hmm. and it was really interesting and unfortunately the winner on hell of it died in the uh he was a firefighter this is around 9-11 and literally it happened a week after the finale of the show so unfortunately i think now a lot of people could probably find the show and rewatch it just keep be aware that it's unfortunately got that history associated with it but apparently the town that they filmed the whole thing in um erected like a monument to him oh like so that's you know it's 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 again because the show was the town Right. That's like the whole town kind of participated. The town so was the, the 14th character. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do wonder, I mean, it may have had bad ratings anyway, but I do wonder, you know, is there a world where that show took place at a different period in time and right. got more seasons? Cause I found it fascinating when it was first on. My, I, I seriously, I, I have watched so many reality shows from young age to now still mm-hmm. watch a ton of reality shows. I will watch, mo- you know, most reality shows. I don't tend to watch things like Wife Swap, but I will watch the hell out of a Tabitha takeover. The fact that, like, sheer, yes. genius, was, good sheer genius was bad, mm-hmm. but it brought us Tabitha Coffee, and she just knows how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And so I will. I rewatched yeah. Tabitha Takes Over so many times. It's really way harder to find now than like the mm. early, more Wild West days of. I think Bravo is hard streaming. to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that Tabitha, when she went to a black salon, brought in a co host for those because she knew she couldn't speak to everything that that salon needed help with and learned from them. And this will learn from the hairdressers who worked in those salons. Yeah, yeah. it was lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to pick a one season wonder. And this is something that I think everybody should watch. And I would love to see more seasons of it. There was, and there are a lot of TV shows with this name. A one season reality show on stars called The Chair, which was sort of a spinoff of Project Greenlight. And the concept of the show was that they gave two different filmmakers the same script and the same budget and let them do whatever they wanted with it. And it was sort of a contest in the Zachary- end. Quintos, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Zachary. Oh, my favorite Zachary Quinto performance ever is in one <laughs> episode of this show. It's still relevant because one of the two filmmakers is Shane Dawson. Oh my God. This is all coming back to me. Who has yes. only gotten more problematic as the years have gone on. But when we look back at this show, was still 
garbage. Oh, well, always like has always been garbage. It wasn't a secret. Yeah. So you have someone who is really fun to root against and someone who it's fun to root for as well. Anna, our other filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But it's just a really interesting document of process of the different choices people make of how art gets evaluated in society what you want work of art to be but you need like a full season to show just one piece of art yes i love stuff about process it's one of the reasons that i love shows about making food so much Mm -hmm. but this was really well done it also looks gorgeous i think they gave them a pretty decent budget Mm. for the one season because smartly for a show that's about filmmaking the filming of the show itself is beautiful i would totally rewatch work of art by the way oh Oh. that was almost my answer (laughs) let me just say the worst reality show i've ever seen i think jw can agree to this is slag wars it was right there in the title the most terrible it was hosted by the cock destroyers and it was horrendous jw and i started watching it It is not horrendous because of sex work not at all that is not this is not i know nothing about the show it is literally neither did the show (laughs) yeah it's just they didn't know exactly what they wanted this to be and it they were on the search for the next cock destroyer which is as you'll find out a really nebulous idea and it just There's, was one of the most ill-produced shows. And any time it came close to having a good conversation about, like, some LGBTQ stuff and gender issues and other things, it felt like it. the show was almost hesitant to have real conversations, which mm-hmm. is disappointing because there's there's a part of me that thinks there's a good show underneath the artifice, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't get past artifice. I think it only lasted four episodes. It was also so short. There are like six <laughs> contestants. And I think one episode two got eliminated. I was like, what? How long is this? Yeah, it just, it was how you not do yeah. a TV show. As opposed to a great concept of a show, but a bad execution. I don't even remember the title of it. The slasher film reality competition show. It was like Camp Kill oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. That like, I wish someone did better than how mm-hmm. they did it. Because it was, was funny great. and so stupid. It was yeah. so dumb. I I also wanted to call it very briefly sort of adjacent to Top Model because it's the only reason I watched the entire one season of the show. CW's The Starlet. <gasps> oh my God. I have a story about The Starlet. <laughs> if I may. Go. Please. I was on a beach vacation with my fraternity brothers and there was one day where I just wasn't feeling that well. I don't know if I was like hungover, just not feeling it. Everyone else went out to do various different things and I turn on the tv the first episode of the start was on and they were doing a marathon of the whole season and i watched that whole season in Uh one episode and the main thing i remember is that they there was one episode the comedy episode where they did the friends scene and everyone failed spectacularly (laughs) and i sat there like oh this is everything to me just any show that can have a judging panel with Faye Dunaway and Vivica Fox yeah yeah it was wild it was so wild and it felt like it had a budget and it was just like so poorly executed. <laughs> Man, I want to rewatch that now. Oh, you know what was also good? Okay, we could just do this forever Scream now. Queens? <laughs> Scream Queens, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, also a good show. Scream Queens, a clip from Scream Queens was the soup's number one clip of the year one time. It, it was? was a girl. Yeah, it was the it was it was not the winner, but the runner up going, My vagina in one of her <laughs> acting roles. It was so great. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, what a trip down memory lane. Could literally talk about this for another hour. So thank you for the question. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, pushing forward. This one is from a Liz. Hello, Podlinum crew. I'm such a fan of the show and love hearing you break down each episode in all its wildness and hilarity each week. I binged the back, the back catalog of Podlinum during early pandemic and I'm bummed that I'm finally caught up and have to wait a <laughs> week between each episode. But your commentary and thoughtful discussions are always so worth it that I can't be too bummed. ANTM was a guilty pleasure back in the day when it was coming out. And for some reason, it's just one of those comfort shows for me. And I love that this podcast provides space for the play-by-play breakdown I've always craved. One time at a Christmas party, a senior leader at my company asked what's one topic I could discuss at length that's unexpected. And I drunkenly said, America's next top model through the lens of racism, misogyny, fat phobia, and socioeconomics. <laughs> this podcast? And I- and I do not think that it was the answer he's prepared for. Um, so here's a here's a fun one. So uh, this is interesting because we, we, we teased this email in our last episode. I'm curious what you think about Nicole Fox's win, particularly through the lens of her being 5'7". And technically taller than cycle three winner Eva. I think it's interesting that in the cycle of petite models, the winner was someone who is still considered to be in the plausible, quote unquote, range of heights for models, even if she's on the shorter end of it. I really like Nicole. Thanks. She performed really well during the competition. I understand her win. I just think narratively, it's interesting to have someone win the petite cycle who is the tallest contestant on it. It would have been more narratively interesting to see someone shorter win. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. And if you think it matters at all, I'm 5'11", so no skin in the game or petite (laughs) representation, so to speak. Um, But I just think it's interesting and strange when Top Model sets out to break some sort of standard and then does the most expected, it in the most expected way. Don't get me started on the first plus size winner being a white blonde woman when they clearly have been better plus size contestants in past seasons. Mm -hmm. Mm, It feels like. And she goes on to say that it feels like Top Model wants to break down barriers and stereotypes, but never really sticks the landing, so to speak. I'm paraphrasing the last of sure. it. Um, and I like this. Um, I like to think of A&TM as cotton candy for my brain and Pod Leadum gives it so much more substance. Ah, thank uh, you, Liz. Uh. But that is interesting, you know, that like their whole thing was this is for the shorts. Petite <laughs> and short. Mm-hmm. Gotta be tall. And she's not even the shortest winner that's ever been on the show. I think it's a really good point, especially when you put it side by side with our first plus winner that you want to talk the talk, but then you basically conform to the notions that are already set out by the industry. What I find fascinating because the show doesn't acknowledge this at all. It's not a point, but like they just reinforce. It's just what the actual modeling industry does. Mm. But they think well, that they're no, a breaking lot of, a lot of a boundaries. Lot of companies or people who have benefited from the status quo will perform beha- patterns of behavior like yeah. this, right? Where they talk a lot about wanting to make changes, but anything that actually threatens the structure and would actually create meaningful change is never something that's really on the table. Yeah. And I think cycle, I think that's what's a little bit frustrating about the most recent cycle 24 huge spoilers for cycle 24 but at that top three no matter how you felt about them two people would have been winners that would have been very different Mm -hmm. to have won the show and they went with someone who i'm not saying she didn't deserve a win but was like okay well we've seen this before yes completely yeah and you have two folks that again no matter how you feel about them in their time on the show would have been very different and unique for the show and arguably one of them could have been our best plus size winner right Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting when that happens. I actually think that now DeMarco 
is one of the few examples of a winner that, you know, not re- kind of remembering how much it was focused on, but as someone who's part of the deaf community, you know, that wasn't like the theme of the cycle, obviously, or right. anything like that. But it mm-hmm. was it was kind of nice that it feels like the show actually almost undeniably had to let him win. And for the first time, like actually promoted someone who probably doesn't have as much representation in the modeling industry is, you know, folks with disabilities. Right. Yeah. All right. Our next one is from Madeline. Madeline? Um, dream cycle. Hi again. I'm watching all stars for the redacted time <laughs> <laughs> and just got to episode two tieovers in a talking head. Laura is gushing over bizarre guest appearance, Ashley Simpson, and then worries that everyone, I do not remember that at all. Then worries that everyone is going to get pixie cuts like Ashley. I've had this thought too. Mass surprise pixie haircut just feels like the right <laughs> amount of ridiculous for Tyra to pull off. I'm wondering if you guys ever fantasize about themes for an inevitable 25th season. Love to the pod. I feel like this is not a controversial opinion. I want Cycles 25 to be plus size hosted by Ashley Graham. Yes, 100%. She's She was a great host. She did host another one cycle reality show american beauty star <laughs> that it's, live finale oh my god if y'all if you have not seen the live finale of american beauty star you have not experienced reality tv <laughs> messiness <laughs> messiness at its messy it's a it's a hard floor candy of a thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hard floor candy christmas <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, what's a weird idea too? Because I love all oh, surprise pixie cuts. <laughs> um, it could be fun to have a cycle because you know All Stars talks a little bit about branding. Mm. It could be fun to have a cycle that's all modeling of a very particular style. So they did a high fashion, but why not have one that's all streetwear? Or all something like that, or all co- I, you know what I got catalog. catalog catalog exactly. But it's like I won't, I won't gap, I won't mm-hmm. Sears, <laughs> I won't that kind of thing. I want every portfolio picture to be like cardigan jeans. <laughs> but it, but if they had to do like if they had to work for a specific brand every time, that would actually be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Like here's Abercrombie Week, here's Old Navy Week. Yeah. Whatever it is. I think that could be really interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's something really fun about that. For in the line of Pixie Cut, all <laughs> ball, America's next top bald model. And it's just everyone gets shaved. <laughs> absolutely. I got to say, that was always kind of the, the thing I... Maybe, again, maybe I'll change my mind. I don't want to put a storm cloud over future cycles that I barely remember. But I, the fun of the... um of the uh makeovers and tires if you will on the cycles with male models Ugh. i'm like well they're boring because a lot of times it's just nicer haircut uh actual sorry, hair once, once yeah once a year my yeah. facebook <laughs> on this day reminds me <laughs> of when i freaked out over the beard weave as it so. should it's the only reason you should keep facebook <laughs> and here's a couple of dms to round us out um, this one's from Logan. I started watching Canada's Next Top Model, and it's so good. Cycles two and three are awesome. One is probably the worst cycle ever. <laughs> Don't watch it. By the way, this is just for you, Alexander. By the way, Jay Manuel is on two and three, mm-hmm. and at one point goes, quote, I love a skull theme. 
No, he does not. <laughs> I'm cackling. No, he does not. Which is what Logan said, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Just for you. Straight to your face, Alexander. Ginger <gasps> skull. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Bree. If you could make your ultimate judging panel out of the regular panels, guest judges, photographers, guests who teach, who would you include? If that's a little too broad, you, we, you know, she's like, you can cut that down. And who's someone who wasn't on the show you think would be a good judge or mentor? Love your podcast. You've made my year much brighter. When I finally called up on back episodes and had to wait for new ones to come out, I was genuinely bummed. Second person to say genuinely bummed, I think. <laughs> and now my Wednesdays are just a little bit nicer. So thank you. So I mean, I haven't seen Andre Lee on Tally yet. I'm going to say it. I wish, uh, we said this for the Petite Cycle. We love her. It's no surprise. I would love a cycle where Anne Choquette was like a permanent judge. Mm. Yeah. She always gave good critique and was looking at it as an editor. I also think she like looked out for the contestants just a little bit more since her whole deal is empowering young women that are actually trying to do it. Yeah. I mean, I love Ashley Graham as a panelist. Another. Yeah. I want uh, my panel that I want isn't isn't kooky spooky. It is knows what they're talking about. Sure. And like maybe one flavor person. Sure. If you could do like drafts and trades on sure. reality judging panels. Yes. I would totally borrow Elaine Walteroff from oh. the more recent Project Runway seasons. Sure. Absolutely. Um. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I would love, <laughs> maybe there's one of all the like secondary people that we love. So it's Brent Power, <laughs> Jim DeYonker, mm-hmm. Ace Choquette, <laughs> and Q. <laughs> and- <laughs> no, what was his name? The the crush one that was so good. Ooh. Who? What? The what one? The, the one we all crushed on. Hold on. What was his name? Oh, Eric. Oh, cycle two, Eric Nicholson. Yeah. Eric Nicholson. Eric Nicholson. So Brent Power, it's all the people that we thought could get it, all the men that <laughs> yeah. could get it. So Brent mm-hmm. Power, Eric Nicholson, Jim DeYonker, and Throw in Mike Rosenthal. Mike Rosenthal is just the house photographer. <laughs> and, it's, and it is in Bo Quillian's apartment. We mm-hmm. created the widest panel of all time <laughs> with these men. And I don't mean just their actual skin tone, but the flavor of who yes. they are as people. <laughs> A line dance is going to break out. From skim to heavy whipping. <laughs> and we're just like in one woman. And she'll catch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, there's, who is that? Oh man, we found her so funny. There's a couple of people too, like Jessica White, uh-huh. I thought was so fun this last yes. cycle. There's a couple of people like that. I would also not mind a former contestant's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think- sure. With Takara, you get someone who should have won, someone who should have gone farther. You're going to represent the plus size models. Women and you of know color. she's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, that's a fun idea. If we're thinking like past contestants. I think Eva, you could put on that show. She's got Eva's reality like friends with Tyra too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like still friend of the show. Rita Ora, enemy of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for us all to love Rita Ora. Because I know Alexander likes her. Yeah. yeah. But what if they? What if you really did that with a full season? What if you brought like Yaya DaCosta Ooh. back on to do the acting? She hasn't got episode? time. She's not got time. She's got three she shows successful. she's on. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you could have your guest judges yeah. be all past contestants who have become successful in different. Yeah, ways. And if they did do a cycle 25, that. that would be fun because that would get a lot of 
um, viewers, old viewers to watch again. Especially since people have been rewatching so much during Because they brought back people. They brought back Allison. Mm-hmm. They brought people back like Bianca from Cycle 9. Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I hit my accent so hard. Bianca. Because <laughs> you're Nigel Parker. Bianca. Yeah. and here's a great question to end this mailbag episode and again thank you to everyone who sent in stuff obviously we can't do every single question um but we really appreciate every single person who takes time out of their day to to send us messages and uh and all sorts of things like that last one uh this was a dm from don um it's d-o-n i always pronounce it d-a-w-n your favorite most memorable episode of podletum that you recorded Mm. interesting question actually um i think one it was in our best of but one moment that isn't really didn't really become one of our recurring bits but i quote to myself all the time was in cycle two the acting challenge and, and and y'all being like, I'm Laura. I put my energy into sculpting. I said it to myself all the time too. Hannah going, what a rich backstory is something I think all the time when someone gives me a really dull, like one note thing. In my head, I hear Hannah going, what a rich backstory. I put my energy into sculpting. Y'all know me. I'm Laura. I sculpt. <laughs> it's like not one that became a recurring joke. Not that all jokes have to, but I was like, that's a moment to me that was really fun. And there was something about that whole episode. I just remember being pretty gleeful from start to finish because it's this, that weird episode where everyone was snot crying. <laughs> but I think for me, and these are outliers, the Wig, the Bitch, and the Meltdown episodes oh, sure. are just, just very treasured because we did this extra weird thing together and we were constantly texting each other as we were in different places in the book i was about to say i don't know if i like remember much about like the episode Mm -hmm. but the experience experience. of reading the book Mm -hmm. is a treasured memory that i'll think about for the rest of my life us just texting each other page numbers with no (laughs) context (laughs) page 257 (laughs) that's all screaming to each other that's a really good one and I feel like I would be betraying my personal fans if I <laughs> if I didn't say the one one eight hundred flower shoot episode where I was in real time gaslit by my two good friends because like girl keep get- <laughs> that was also that was also when we that was also when we were in person mm-hmm. so there was something about me screaming into the ether. There were two men, two different men, two different men, and then having to listen to that and edit the episode. <laughs> Priceless. Uh, Depriceless. That's another one. Oh, of my that is another one. <laughs> oh, give me more. You know what? Going back to the last question, I want Depriece on our panel. Only if Jeff and gets Jeff. to still. <laughs> I'm Jeff. It's like he's our translator, like how sometimes you get international destination translator. <laughs> if- if, like when you look at the moments of really like what it's gonna become for me it's the jaw wolf run oh yeah sure mm-hmm. uh of yeah i mean i think that's one of our better joke runs for sure i mean everything about doing the psycho six cover girl commercials was such a joy mm-hmm. obviously just the episode it's probably the best episode of top model singularly sure you know yes. there's some competition but it's definitely up there and that's that's really fun i'll say that in general i think 
cycle by cycle audition episodes are really fun mm-hmm. finales tend to be the most the worst <laughs> and they're the know, most formulaic and you just want to get there at that point yeah but audition episodes there's just also it even the ones we have watched so many times there are contestants and moments you just don't remember mm-hmm. so audition episodes are just chock full of nonsense and also new discoveries yeah so i'm sure. always looking forward to it it's really saddens me that cycle 16 doesn't have one and I guess, I mean, by definition, all stars 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would love it if they made them audition to come back on oh all stars. Who failed? <laughs> Is that why we didn't get Sorry. one from that one cycle, but two from another? Sorry, Celia. <laughs> Allison's coming back, not you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I'll say this, there's, there's, there's so many, I, I mean, I don't know if the three of us could possibly have more inside jokes, but also our inside jokes are celebrated with all of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I guess we have, we t- technically, we should say it's good. It's round is our best episode because it's certainly the best. It became the podcast is that and working <laughs> models who are working mm-hmm. our, yes. our battle cries. And we have listeners. We have heard you about merch. We've heard merchandise. Yeah. Oh, I thought I heard you say March, oh. like the month. And I was like, my birthday, we have. <laughs> we have send that P.O. box, baby. Listeners, we have heard you about merch. It's something we are discussing internally. So let us know what you would yeah. want. Mm-hmm. If you made it through this, let us know what you would want because there's some obvious stuff like t shirts and stuff. I'm the kind of person I like small merch. I like a pen i like an enamel pen something like that i like a sticker that i can put anywhere i darn well please like i like stuff like well, that well i'll put it in if you're listening on spotify you can uh vote down below yeah we'll give some options shirts pens stickers stickers portfolio <laughs> <laughs> of us yes just pics of us <laughs> Um, what would you wear? And you can also like DM us on any of our social medias or send us an email. Like what catchphrases, like good round and also working models who are working are up there. But also there were a lot of people who wanted something like I'm on sexy watch, <laughs> you know, so I totally get. Um, I still want your math equation on a shirt. <laughs> oh, model is greater than girl, which is yes. greater than nothing. Which is yeah. greater, greater than girl just girl, sitting there. Girl just sitting there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the merch so, I want. <laughs> yeah, just for you personally. Um, so yeah, let us let us know what that is. We don't want to deny you merch. It's just uh, for all of us. That's a new thing, mm-hmm. you know. So we gotta we want to figure it out together and then charge way too much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And if you want to charge way too much, you should rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> to this podcast. We love hearing from you, your hot takes, your iced tea. You can reach out to us just like all these people did today at mm-hmm. podleam.com. Send us something at our P.O. box at podleam.com. <laughs> you can also find me anywhere at Yet Charming. You can come say hi to me on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I just want to let you know for the people whose DMs, emails might not have made it to this show, they are all shared around. Like we all tell each other oh, and appreciate. Sure. Oh, yeah. We celebrate oh, yeah. you yeah, 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 in a yeah, yeah. text chain. And we love all of them. So thank you very much, everybody who reaches out. It is not a judgment call on your whatever you wrote oftentimes it's just we have multiple emails saying similar topics Mm -hmm. and so we try to spread around the love and things like that and you can send me those twitter dms or at jw crump be sure to use the hashtag pod lead them anytime you do so that i see them because as we know i am blind to things that don't say pod lead them (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. So for Podleadum, mm-hmm. I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And see you on the fashion side of things, <laughs> Jada B. Crump. And we'll see you. I guess the fashion side of things is on top. <laughs> oh! <Ooh. laughs> Podleadum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. 